0: This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Dyerhalter.
1: And so we wanted something big and broad and something that also when you've said it makes you feel good, if anything, at least neutral and cadence- you know, it doesn't really have an inflection. It's pretty steady. And of course, we love the idea that Cadence is rhythm. It's a beat, but that everyone has their own. And we we very much are building a company that's all around the idea that everyone has their own life and their own lifestyle, their own routines, <laughs> their
0: own products. This was Steph Hone, founder and CEO of Cadence. The product innovation brand that brought you the modular collection of magnetic, sustainable, TSA-compliant and leak-proof capsules that lets you store your must-have items from your medicine cabinet, your jewelry box and cosmetics bag, so you can move through the world with ease and confidence. I'm certain you have seen the product, and if you have, you likely won't be able to forget about it, since it is very distinct and beautiful. How the brand was created and the brand DNA that holds it all together, well, that and magnets, (laughs) is what Steph shares with us in a wonderful conversation that is parts empowering and motivating for founders and parts educational for anyone building a brand. If you run or assist a hardware brand, listen in. If you want to build a brand that desires to lead with empathy and user experience, then this episode is also a must for you. And lastly, unrelated, if you want to keep this show advertising free or even join my advisory sessions, head on over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark. We appreciate you. And now, without further ado, over to my inspiring conversation with Steph of Cadence. Welcome to the show, Steph.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It is so great to have you here. This is a Friday afternoon in in, in New York. I am I am rather obsessed with with Cadence on both a product and a brand level. So there is so much to dive into today. So super happy that that you made the time. Um, first, the story goes, uh, the legend has it <laughs> that. <laughs> In 2017, as a filmmaker and dancer, you were living a full and busy life out of a tote bag as you shuttled between rehearsals and shoot locations and life in New York City. You grew tired of reaching into your bag only to discover your vitamins were scattered, the sunscreen for your outdoor shoots was leaking, and beauty essentials for dance class were constantly in a jumbled mess. And what came next, I'm sure, was easy as pie. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe not so easy. Um, tell us how, how after you identified that that problem, you derived what today is known as the cadence capsules. Uh, it, it must have been quite a journey in the beginning to, you know, to realize how how do I fix this.
1: It was such a journey, um, and it certainly wasn't a linear one. I feel like. Finding a unsolved problem is half of the battle, um, at least twenty five percent of the battle. To really find something that hasn't already been solved, or have a great solution in this world, something that is a true pain point, a thorn in your side, and that is definitely what I found after years of trying to bring my personal care, my supplement, my skincare routine with me. It was such a pain point, And it was a really exciting thing that there was truly no thoughtful solution on the market. And so that is so much of the journey. And then of course, everything from there was far from linear. But I knew that the first two ingredients were brand and product, they needed to be created simultaneously. And with the most Detailed amount of care, thought, and authenticity.
0: And um, hardware startups are hard. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> um, how did you? How did you find the right design and production partners? And because I mean, that's not that that was not your background, right? As a as a dancer, uh, the, you know. And and did you seek investment right away? Because you realized, look, th- I'm going to need some push in order to actually make this happen.
1: So we did not seek investment right away. So I was working my full-time job as a lead video editor for my documentary, um, the documentary film company I worked for, and also, you know, was working as a consultant on the side. So I did not immediately seek investment. I immediately started on the brand and the product. I also just did not come from that space. So there, it wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind that I would (laughs) go out and immediately raise money. I just wanted to start creating. And so you're right. Finding the right partners is such a hard and ambiguous thing. It's so much based on luck and so much based on asking every single person that you know. And so I recognized after trial and tribulation of finding a industrial designer and an engineer to work with us that we were going to really need to find someone special who was willing to go against the grain, make the impossible possible. And we went through about 10 engineers before we found, (laughs) yes, (laughs) it was a long journey. It was a long journey. We had engineers tell us it was impossible, send back designs, completely reworking all the things that make the experience unique because it was going to be quote unquote hard or difficult to manufacture and, we just had people quitting on us left and right because they thought that really the challenge and the road ahead was too long and too great and we were very lucky to find graham who is our lead of engineering today and we have built everything since then together so that was such a i count myself lucky and i always say that finding right the right people it's either the first person or it's the last person (laughs) and graham was uh the engineering search took a really long time. And I heard you you know, mention this isn't your field. And in many ways, it is so much of what I know how to do is to direct. Um, in a prior life, I came from the dance world and was very ingrained in choreography and film direction. And I feel so lucky that I get to work with brilliant people who are really specialists in what they do. At the same time, you know, as a founder, you have that vision and you have a really strong gut instinct. So it's truly the combination of respecting the knowledge other folks have while also not being from that industry, I think allowed me to ask wild questions. And then if you have the right partner, the combination of the wild question and someone willing to give it a go is a formidable combination
0: absolutely and and, and and in that way your your background is perfect for this I totally I totally can see that now <laughs> which is not apparent in the beginning um mm-hmm. but it is so it, it is it is so true and you know f- for the ones listening who are not as familiar with your product um you know they might just think oh well it's you know it's kind of like pill cases and you know I mean aren't there plenty of them out there where you can put stuff in it and put it into your into your into mm-hmm. your tote bag explain mm-hmm. to us a little bit what what makes it so special and um, because every little piece of it is so well thought through um can you try to visualize um the actual product
1: sure absolutely i'm in our innovation studio right now and i'm staring at all of our all of our <laughs> products and our prototypes so that should not be a problem so i'll start with the problem it's a visceral one right if you've ever gone on a trip and Needed to and wanted to go carry on only, and you are faced with the daunting task of okay, I have a 10 step skincare routine, right? And it doesn't mean it needs to be bougie and complex, but on average, right, eight to 10 products is what people use between shampoo, conditioner, uh, their body wash, sunscreen, supplements, right? So you're trying to be minimal you're trying to be organized and you're sitting there going okay how am i going to take my shampoo my giant shampoo bottle and how am i going to bring it with me do i go to CVS and do i purchase a single-use plastic bottle of a shampoo that i don't even like to use Mm -hmm. or do i leave the shampoo behind and kind of try the hotel shampoo and hope that it's okay or use my family's head and shoulders all in one shampoo (laughs) when i go visit them um, or do I you know, just say, you know what, my dreams of being super organized and minimal are out the window and I'm going to check my bag. So that's the problem. And then the problem extends into, oh, I landed at my destination, my honeymoon, what have you, and all of my products exploded everywhere. We've all had that feeling of reaching into your bag and going, oh my gosh, what is this oil or liquid yep. that is on my hand? It's, it's a terrible feeling. And um it really ruins and impacts where you are and the time you spend and so all all of that said the number one focus for the product was leak proof so if if i'm visualizing it and as i'll i'll talk through it imagine uh, a normal a bottle imagine five bottles together and you try and pick it up with one hand you can't do it it's it's they all fall apart it's an absolute mess and there's a, a, a an emotion that comes with that it's chaos right it's like trying to get the last bit of your shampoo out of the bottle in the shower and you're bumping it on your hand, trying to empty it. That's an emotional reaction, a visceral reaction to that, ex- to that experience, that movement. And, and so we at first said, okay, these products need to connect together magnetically. So that immediately brought us to an he- a hexagonal shape, right? It's the only shape that infinis- infinitely tessellates. It is also nature's strongest shape. Hmm. So Imagine a container uh, about the uh, the height of your finger, uh, and it's hexagonal. It's about an inch and a half across. Uh, the edges, though, of the hexagonal container are softened, so it feels really good in your hand. And when you have multiple of these containers together, you connect them. So they become a honeycomb when connected, easy to pick up, easy to move, really calm to the touch and visual uh, organized. It looks visually organized. And at the top, there's a label. Uh, traditionally, the way people would label their products is either they wouldn't, and they might put shampoo <laughs> on their face, or vice versa, <laughs> or they would take, you know, a sharpie and write on, uh, you know, I don't know, a piece of tape, right? Not something yeah. beautiful that you want to put on display. So, on the top of the hexagonal bottle is a uh, hexagonal. Uh, label is what we call it our tile which you can pick up and remove so you can always interchange these labels so one day if you are taking vitamin b you can say vitamin b if you want to change it out for some advil you can put some advil in there Um, and this was really important because we believed customization was the missing factor here right if you go on you know, Amazon, and you look up travel bottles, they come in sets of four. There's no labels, or if there's a label, it says face. And I don't know what you put in a face capsule. And that is something that we recognize just doesn't really parallel and give someone the best user experience. And so, you know, the last thing that I will say is there's no right angles or edges inside either. Um, We wanted the experience of Mm. scooping out that last bit of product to be a, a really beautiful movement experience and of course on the outside you know it's grainy to the touch um, but also very easy to to clean and to
0: functionally use and it's amazing though how some details of your product even the sound that it makes when you when you snap it in or close it or whatever the right nomenclature is um how, how they have helped make it, make it so special, right? Um, there, there was an Instagram post that you guys had where you quoted someone on, on TikTok, um, who said, uh, I, I don't know what the F you're selling, but sign me <laughs> up for <a> clicky clacky. <laughs> and, yes. and, but, but it really, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's fun and it's, it's great to share and, but, but really it shows how even a sound and, and that you, know, you you know like that sensation that you get when something works perfectly well like that um and the emotions um you know how that how that some of its its parts is what makes a great brand great and and it starts mm-hmm. with that product interaction and 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 the emotions that you get that someone who doesn't even know what it is is like i want that this is sexy <laughs> i think it's fantastic <laughs> thank you and um sustainability is, is really is really huge in, in 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 what actually inspired you of how you want to bring this product uh, to to life, right?
1: Yes, a huge part of it. I recognized that two main things were happening: we were buying single-use bottles, or purchasing bottles that didn't really have a long lifespan, right? The silicone bottles that are so porous it actually absorbs everything from Oil to serums and so you end up tossing these quote-unquote reusable bottles into the trash so the average person tosses six to eight you know bottles a year and that absolutely adds up over a lifetime so from that perspective we wanted something that was durable durability number one first and foremost let's go back to a time where products actually last Mm -hmm. and actually have that character of let's just say you know my grandmother's stove that she had for 60 years or the sweater handed down from my mother that still looks good as new from when she was 20 years old right like we've so departed from that time period and our commitment was let's go back to that so durability first and foremost and then what products or what materials rather are we using right it, it's not about plastic plastic is here in the world uh, and it's actually a very resilient material if you choose the right uh, mix and most importantly ideally you're reusing material that already exists right that was our number one goal how can we make products out of material that already is in the world It's here right it's it's here for the next many hundreds of years how can we continue to reuse this material so we use Um, 50% post-consumer plastic. The breakdown of that is 20% ocean-bound plastic, which is plastic collected off of beaches, um, which helps employ the local community, and that plastic is then reground in North Carolina, California, and those pellets are what we use for our product, and then we reuse all of our manufacturing scrap. So any scrap that comes from our manufacturing process, the plastic runners, for example, we take them, we um grind them back up, and then we remelt them. Um, so that makes up that 50% mix. And then the other 50% mix is virgin material so that we can make a truly durable product.
0: Amazing. And and the packaging itself is, is also completely recyclable too, uh, the way that it got it, it gets shipped, right? So everything can go into a recycling bin.
1: Yes, absolutely. It was A no-brainer to us to have zero plastic uh, single-use plastic in our packaging i this is a strong statement but i truly don't understand why brands are shipping products in plastic that's single use and going to end up tossed anymore there's such beautiful recycled and recyclable material so All of our packaging is recyclable um, and incredibly minimal and as small as possible.
0: It must be a cost issue, right? Um, You know, because you you have a product that is, a yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing how much time of my life I spent um, looking at these tiny little number one, number two, number four, number five symbols on the bottom of mm. these plastic containers, like even when you get a salad at Whole Foods, or right, like like something, you know, something something simple like that, and then you have to spend sixty seconds trying to find that little symbol, which that alone doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why do you make it difficult for me to understand if I can recycle or not recycle it? And I'm always mind blown how brands that that I, you know, otherwise believe in and not necessarily Whole Foods, but, you know, uh, brands that I buy at places like Whole Foods, how they're absolutely not recyclable. And it's like yogurts and things that you use on a daily basis. Um, It is mind blowing. You're absolutely right. Um, So given your product uh, and, and your background, uh, you are very much a perfectionist. It, it definitely shows. <laughs> how, how do you know when, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this show are are similar. <laughs> um, mm. How do you know when to stop obsessing over details um, for those details not to come in the way of production deadlines or, you know, business in general? Like, how do you know when to stop? That's, very, that's a very <laughs> good do question. Do you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, you have called me out on the uh, detail orientation here. Um, yeah, such a great question. We are always fighting our production deadlines. And I think that's one of the things that makes Caden special is we are building for the long term. We also have built it so that we are the controllers of our business we're able to be as creative um, and imaginative as possible while obviously still building a very rapidly growing and fast business um, because most of our investment are all other founders and angel investors right so we don't have you know a few people telling us well you're not done with the product but it has to go out today right you know we are planning for the future we're years I had thinking about our products because our products take a significant amount of time to develop but we are the brand that's not launching products every month every quarter right so that allows us to go okay we have a general idea of when we're going to launch this we've strategically like sectioned off this amount of time so this means that we need to basically be as meticulous as possible, at the same time if we need to shift it we will shift it so that we launch the right product mm-hmm. which is a powerful thing and quite unusual and something we're, we're very proud of that we are able to do it in terms of knowing when to stop you know uh we have an incredible uh industrial designer um, and design team internally and the way we work is we work within a bubble we do not talk about price. We do not think about logistics up front. What we do is we dream, dream before details is the mantra. (laughs) And what we do is we make sure that we unturn every stone as we're making these small decisions, right? I mean, I can't even tell you um, we're working on new products, but for each edge of the product, we're doing 50 prototypes. But (laughs) because we're so thorough during it, It's very clear when you've hit right and when you can then move on to the next thing. So in many ways, I haven't felt the the problem of going, I just want to keep tweaking and tweaking because we are so meticulous in every decision when Mm -hmm. we make it that there's no need to revisit and go back.
0: Well, you're basically tweaking and tweaking as part of your process. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, exactly. It's built in. Yeah,
0: yeah that's fantastic and like you said because because you, you you don't have these you're not in fast fashion and and obviously this is exactly why why you built your brand to not be like that right so you you can have more time and most probably the investors that you that you were seeking and that are part of your uh, extended team they are most probably the right ones for this so that they also understand what you're doing and how you're doing it and I love that this is part of your process um, it it definitely clearly shows. Um, when, when you, when I just, I just think about this idea that, um, you have a very successful product. I mean, it would just seem obvious for, for beauty brands to start either offering their products in cadence like containers, um, or, or do you, do you have collaborations with beauty brands or do you see some brands move in the direction of or flat out copying your product designs, despite your pair, your patents. I mean, you're, you're making some waves. Something must, something must be happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. That's such a nice thing to say. We, we have not encountered any copycats yet. And the reason being is our products are incredibly difficult to manufacture. Of <laughs> course we are patented, but one of the main, uh, things we have patented is a new manufacturing process. So we've truly built everything from scratch. Years of R and D went into everything. So I don't think it's for lack of trying uh, to your point, but I do think it's a lack of being able to execute it at the level uh, that it needs to be. There's really no cutting corners, right? Here's an example. Our products are magnetic. If you took out the magnetic capability, they would, you can do that. I would welcome anyone to do that Mm -hmm. because what you would get is a terrible experience right part of the thing that makes cadence cadence is the feeling of quality when you get it in your hand we often have people saying oh it feels even better than i expected and part of that is the weightiness the quality so people can be my guest and take out all of those <laughs> attributes. Do the snap-ons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go for it's gonna it. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for some Velcro Oh, sides, yeah, that's
0: a good one. Whatever too. you need.
1: Mm. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're always like we're inspired by out there doing other things. But at the same time, like our very heads down and recognize like we just need to continue to, to build our way.
0: And on on that note, um, I am so curious to hear about this. Um, Tell us about the recently launched Delta collaboration. That's not a beauty brand, but it seems so on the nose and so obvious. Did did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did it come about and what is it?
1: Yes. um, So Delta came to us and we obviously love Delta. I fly Delta religiously now and before. It's in your contract.
0: You have to say that.
1: (laughs) No, I wish. I wish. But no, I mean, you know, what a great connection and collaboration, like a yeah. brand that is known for, you know, whisking people around the world in a really reliable and trustworthy way. And they're very focused now on sustainability. And it was something that was really exciting for us to work on together, um, to work with such a phenomenal um, and growing brand. And obviously, part of that was working with Issa Ray, who, hmm. you know, is just an absolute icon. Um, and so, you know, there is no no saying no to that.
0: And what did it entail? as far as the so, actual product that is being, uh, derived.
1: Yeah. So what they wanted was a custom, uh, set of six. So they had images in their mind icons that they wanted us to translate and build custom imagery around. So we built that custom imagery, everything from, you know, what products would you bring in your carry on? Right. And what, what imagery does that inspire? So, like everything from like how do you make earplugs beautiful to you know a classic like wing of a plane and um, you know what else do you bring with you a face mask? How do you translate that into imagery in like a gorgeous way that someone would want on their um, you know system uh, of capsules? So it was a set of six um, custom delta icons.
0: and And are those something that uh, if you fly uh, first to a business on on international flights that you get handed over? Is that something that you can purchase?
1: so as part of the la fashion week um show that delta put on with Issa ray which was very uh, a very cool experience to see the capsules on the runway oh, um, cool. and so they are sold out uh, they were sold on delta site um not quite on the planes yet but um that is definitely where we're excited to
0: cool to head awesome very very cool collaboration um when and how did the name cadence come to you? Um, was that early on or, or, or did that take some time?
1: Oh, it took some time. What a painful experience where (laughs) there, there's just nothing you can rush. It's, it's just the waiting game and the chipping away at it. So the name was particularly tough. It took over six months and, you know, focus groups that I would run with friends and friends of friends and, um, what we wanted to make sure is the name would be like an umbrella. We have so many products and categories we at Cadence will move into. If there's a problem we can solve, we will solve it. If not, no need to solve it. But that is our MO. And so we wanted something big and broad and something that also, when you said it, makes you feel good, if anything, at least neutral. And Cadence you know, doesn't really have an inflection. It's pretty steady. And of course we love the idea that cadence is rhythm. It's a beat, but that everyone has their own. And we, we very much are building a company. That's all around the idea that everyone has their own life and their own lifestyle, their own routines, (laughs) their own products. If you want to get really granular and we are just here to build around that and help people keep their
0: cadence. And 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 I love how what what cadence actually means when you look it up, and obviously you already you already hinted at that. But but that idea of rhythmic flow as of poetry or oratory, I, I mean, it's it's so beautiful. And then obviously the problem is that cadence is a standard word. There are thousands of brands out there that are named cadence, right? Um, actually, an, <laughs> an advisor on my startup, um, uh, you know, his company is called Cadence, um, but. But you can make it yours in in your specific industry. Um, and you made the decision at some point to get the domain keepyourcadence.com, and then the correlating Instagram handle. Um, and, and by doing so, I feel like in a way you you upgraded or perhaps simply further explained your brand name. Um, how has that moved to 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 go with keep your cadence um, to make your brand name actionable? How, how has that simplified or otherwise affected uh, your marketing or your communications?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we named our products, our first product line, you know, the capsules. So it's a beautiful alliteration, Cadence Capsules. And, you know, grab your Cadence, my Cadence, my Cadence system. We always wanted it to be something that would roll off the tongue that was really easy and ownable and you know is just such a perfect name for us and something you know that I think also sticks in your mind and it's it's nice you know it'll accidentally come up in the middle of a sentence you know I'm trying to keep my cadence or you know the (laughs) cadence of and it's nice when those you know moments come up because it's always part of the you know energy and ethos of what we're building.
0: I'm almost sure it must be extremely, um, empowering to, to have, to have words like that, where you feel like you can actually expand, expand on it. Um, and, and I think you're, you're doing that on your website too, where it's like, this is how, whatever, you know, like Kim uses her cadence, keeps her cadence, right? So it's, a, yes. it's a nice way to, to further explain and, and kind of double down on, on, on the brand name. Um, you're you're a form and function uh, focused company through and through. <laughs> There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you told us already that the branding aspect was super important to you. like it was it was brand and product in the in the early days. Um, still is. Um, but to what extent have the product and the very distinct color palette, which I know you spent a lot of time <laughs> on, too, um, how have how have product and color palette formed? the brand almost by themselves in the beginning. And just just to, to clarify this a little bit more, um, even the simple letters of your logotype, they, they signify the stacked product, right? So it seems like the product really became part of the branding through and through.
1: Yes, we built both the product and the branding with the same principles in mind. It was about intuitive uh, feelings. Uh, it was about um, a feeling of calm and warmth, you know, whether you're holding the capsule in your hand and it feels good in your hand or you're on our website and feeling like while it is clean and minimal, it's also has that element of warmth to it. It's certainly not cold or bare feeling. So we took these key words and attributes and also values and made sure that whether it was the product, everything from the color of the texture and grain on our website to the interaction of our website too, since everything is so custom, we wanted to make sure it all gave a really cohesive experience.
0: And does that logotype, um, sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but I guess I'm putting you on the yes, spot please. the entire time. It's, I, I guess it's what I do. <laughs> um, does, does that, does that um, stacked logotype in, in that hexagon shape, uh, does it limit you as, to, as you develop further products that may potentially fall outside of that shape? Or is are you stuck with the shape? Is the shape it?
1: Yeah, so, you know, the I can speak to the... Uh, inspiration behind the logo. So my belief is, you know, this next um, next wave of community and consumers, there's so much going on and so much that they're seeing. And so much of us and our brand is about calm and control, right? Like The whole ethos is, you know, we're not a container company by any means. What we are is a company that is about making it easier for our people to focus on the moment wherever they are wherever in the world maybe more inspired to say yes to something because they feel like what they have they need with them um and so the inspiration was that the difference between a logo mark and a you know the difference between a logo and a word mark you know people are developing two different logos constantly you know here's how i write cadence out versus here's my symbol or here's my mark and i recognize that you know a cadence is a long word and b there's only so much you can do to it right so it's basically a glorified word and i wanted to make it so that people had to remember one thing not two um and so the inspiration was it was a fun twist from our current product line but certainly not all of our products will be hexagons not all of our products will you know become honeycombs by any means but I wanted it to be something that felt cohesive and together so it was almost a kismet that it really worked well and like mirrors the hexagonal honeycomb uh, shape in many ways but they're not intricately tied we wanted to stay away from like a classic, honeycomb icon like we certainly experimented with that but
0: sure there's so much
1: that we're going to build that it just we wanted it to be something where people could look at the logo and it would also be the name. So it's really one in the same. I,
0: I love that. I love that thought process and and um, th- the idea of it actually being something that is not this distinct icon and, you know, coming from, I'm, I'm a trained graphic designer, you know, like for me, that, that idea of creating an iconic brand image, the icon is almost, you know, a given, right? And you want that logo. And you know, just just recently over the last couple of years, I I, I shared that sentiment where you are bombarded with so much, and, and and you want the more imagery you create, the more you kind of narrow yourself down for for future you know pivots or expansions. And so to keep it really simple, um, especially for a product like yours, is what well, you know is, is a fantastic is a fantastic move. Um, let me let me read from your founder's story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me. So, a, a team of family, friends, our twenty-four employees, and loyal customers have all been instrumental in creating a product that helps everyone feel both chill, prepared, and proud at the same time. Ready with everything we need, without any worries. This is what we call Cadence Calm. Um, most product-led companies are obviously all about features, right? Um, yours has plenty of those. <laughs> we talked a little bit in the beginning okay. of what makes it special. <laughs> um, but but great brands, as, as you and I know, right, are about uncovering the emotion that one associates with using these products. Calm is that very feeling. And I was really impressed by that because... It's not the first thing that comes to mind, right? With organization and, this and this, business, but to really at the, at, the, at, at the heart of it, that idea of calm, would you consider calm to be your, your, your through line of the company or the DNA of your brand? Or if you would, if you would have one word <laughs> to describe the entire through line or the North Star or the DNA of your brand, would it be calm or, or what is it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So three words come to mind. I'll, I'll pick a top one, but we've gone through the process. Uh, and I love the question, what's the one word you would pick. And so for us, it would be, it would be calm. Um, it's about building for people to feel calm. And if I can even take it further, um, to keep their rhythm, uh, no matter what they're doing to stay mm-hmm. in rhythm, to stay in step. Um, and of course we view ourselves and speak and build, um, from the stance that we are an innovation company, but if you're asking me what feeling, uh, we strive to create no matter what it is. It is, it is calm.
0: And that's and and that that will never change whatever you whatever you um, create uh, that is something that people people seek these days more than more than most anything I guess <laughs> um, amazing very cool um you 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 build a very successful brand um, you've been you've been at this for for quite some some time now you have a very distinct viewpoint of what your brand should should be and, and more importantly what it shouldn't be what does what does branding mean to you? I know it's it's such a misunderstood word. People say it's a logo, and then people go way out in the distance. but but what does it what does it mean to you, the process of branding or the 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 philosophy of branding
1: mm. That's a great question. And I agree. it's such an expansive word because when I think of branding, I immediately think of our product too, right? Because branding without a intentional product is, I mean, It could be an excellent brand, but I don't think that makes for an excellent company um, or a very intentional company. And so when I think of branding, I think of the immediate feeling someone gets when they think or talk about cadence. So it extends into every single touch point. It extends into the thank you email we send, to the welcome email, to the customer experience team that we you know have the mantra of we want to make sure every single community member no matter what it is feels like they can go to the dinner table and talk about their amazing you know interaction with us right that is our mo always how can we make magic happen how can we you know be the bright spot in someone's day and i think that is all brand what do people associate us with right if calm is the word Well then, if they reach out asking where their shipment is, we need to make sure they feel calm. If it's, they get their package, they need to feel calm opening it, right? Or if they're filling their capsules and packing for the weekend, like they should feel calm while using it or even cleaning it. So that is, that is what I think about it. It's it's like integrity and truly making sure that every single experience is like the last one.
0: I love how you absolutely made my point of why brand DNA is so important. (laughs) (laughs) I guess just, just knowing this one word and it's so, it's so simple, but it takes, it takes hours, it takes weeks, it takes months, it takes years sometimes to, to realize this is the word. This is what we're all about inside, outside, right? Um, And, and, and it gives you so much, um, so, so much power to actually to actually keep pushing forwards and knowing that everyone is on the same page. Um wonderfully, wonderfully explained. And on on, the, on that same on that same topic um of, 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 of what what does branding mean to you, if you would look back um when you first started the company and like what what brand advice would you give other founders? Like like did it, is there something that you learned when it comes to building the brand or branding in itself um, that you would be able to leave, uh, to leave uh, as, as a takeaway?
1: It's mm. a great question. You know, it brings me back to what I was saying earlier around having the fortune to work with great people. At the same time, what is essential is knowing when to push, knowing when to throw out a wacky idea, for example, that logo – I was like, what if we just, I've I've been dying to know. What does it look like (laughs) if we take cadence and we like really condense it? And also let's just not do a word mark. And I think, you know, the people we were working with were like, really? Like this woman is crazy. (laughs) But, you know, but then of course it takes experimentation. It takes trying something completely different. So, you know, the advice would be don't always listen to other people um, They're not always correct. I, I ask though, I think the important balance is asking. If you are so in the belief that you are never wrong, that's a huge problem, because I certainly am not always right. I always ask, I always learn, I educate myself, and then I sit there for a sec. I absorb, and then I sense the direction my gut is pointing me, and I move forward. So I would say, you know, that's my like holistic, soft advice. My Hard advice would probably be you know, do as much as you can internally, right? When I built the brand, I sat there and I designed the website myself. Like I'm not a web designer. I did not finesse that, but I obsessed over every single detail. I was like, okay, what interaction would be really seamless here? What is really annoying that I experience on other sites day to day? What can I build that hasn't existed before? And I truly believe that the folks who haven't done it before that's where the magic comes Hmm. from because you need to be building new things and if you're so set or if you're working with folks who have you know built a lot of the other um you know brands out there right that's why we do so much internally and if we do work with external partners we want it to be like an individual or two people, something so minimal and so small, but we really bring everything in house. Design is in house. Performance is in house. Our manufacturers are our investors. So long-winded way <laughs> of saying, you know, really make sure that you're just in the weeds and bringing all the dreams before the details.
0: And. I, I i absolutely love that I, lo- I love that that thought that you actually obsessed over the 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 user experience on your website even though you had to build it with the few um you know uh, <laughs> uh, products or you know uh, do-it-yourself versions or whatever you used to get there which i'm sure were very limiting but in the end it's not about that in the end it's about again empathy and it's about how can I get people to where they need to be and how can I make it as as delightful or or as as calming um, as as possible, and I'm sure the first site that you launched was 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 not as amazing and beautiful as it is right now. And I would love everyone to check out the website because it is an amazing experience, especially once you go into the product section, you start building the product and it's, and it's so seamless and flawless, but because you went through this and you had to hack it and you, and you started thinking that way. Um, I'm sure that again, back to the idea of you directing people, right. Um, that must have, helped you tremendously in being able to then later on direct designers and direct a UX person most probably?
1: Yeah, 100%. And how I like to work is like I build it myself first. And I bring my like ideas and designs to the table. And then it's a very collaborative process from there. Um, and early days, um, my partner is an animator, so I really lean heavily on the ability to do a lot with renders, very inspired by Apple's site, Mm. um, and using what we had. And, you know, we've grown from there. We've constantly just continued to hone and tweak and make it better and, um, you know, continue to build the brand while we have a much bigger company now. Because back in the day, it was literally me not sleeping, working with, Our incredible web developer that I found on Upwork and the designer who I also found on Upwork, (laughs) you know, it was so, so scrappy. And I think these brands go out there who have raised a ton of money early on and they just like hand it off to someone. And like I always say to partners, if we do work with anyone short term externally, it's like we are like, if you're down to do something innovative, we're like the best people to work with, but we're also probably like the most annoying clients you're going to have because. I'm going to want to be in there asking you all the questions and I like so respect their expertise, but like it is going to be a step-by-step working together, constantly iterating and tweaking process for
0: every single thing. Hence the name Cadence. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: No one's going to want to work with me after this podcast, but I promise we're very nice. (laughs)
0: I think I think the opposite is true. Um, what what's <laughs> next? What's next for your for your brand? What are you excited about in in, in the next six months?
1: Yeah. So we have um, a lot of uh, things that have been in the works for a very long time that are coming to fruition. So it's going to be an incredible
0: you know six months to a year. Not giving much away, are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just stay with us and uh, we'll help you keep your cadence no matter what it
0: is. <laughs> Just follow along. And where can they follow along? Either you personally or Cadence, the brand.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're on Instagram, we're Keep Your Cadence, and our website is keepyourcadence.com. You can also find us on TikTok too, at unsurprisingly, Keep Your Cadence. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Steph, for, for, for your time. This was, uh, this was really wonderful.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: This episode is immediately ranking up in my all-time favorites. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And if so, please subscribe, rate, and share the show. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by Everett Barton, and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.